You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. This, this morning we're going to start a series. Um, I call it Kingdom Dynamics. And uh, by Kingdom Dynamics, I mean, uh, if, you, if you've done physics, you know that uh, uh, the study of dynamics has to do with the mechanics of motion. Okay, so what makes things move? Are you getting me? Yeah, so there are, there are certain things that make the kingdom of God move. There are, there are some vital principles and keys that cause the kingdom of God to move in our lives, that will cause the kingdom of God to move in our nation. It will cause the kingdom of God to move in our homes. Okay, so that's what we're going to look at when you talk about dynamics. The, um, if it has to do with maybe a, 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 an organization or whatever, you talk, you're talking about the processes um, that, uh, and the factors that cause change. All right? How many people can do with some change in their lives? Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. So you can do with some change. Why? Because things are getting better. I always tell myself things are getting better. Even when they look hopeless, I know that I walk by faith, not by sight. Amen. Okay? Because uh, one, one thing you need to understand is that when you're walking with God, you cannot walk with God just with your senses. You have to learn to operate beyond your senses. And that's why He gave us His Word, so that we can understand how He works. And how he operates um, in our lives and also through our lives. If we are going to transform society, we have to learn to walk with God. We have to learn to walk with God. If we are going to change this nation, we have to learn to walk with God. Because we cannot do it on our own. How many people know that? Yes, we cannot do it on our own. We need the kingdom of God. We need the kingdom of God. One of the things that made Jesus stand out, the ministry of Jesus so powerful, was the fact that the kingdom was behind him. The kingdom was behind him. So wherever he went, he would declare the kingdom of God. And you would see manifestations that his generation had never seen. Why? Because the kingdom was in manifestation. And that's why I believe that one of the greatest prayers you can pray after your salvation is for the kingdom. It's for the kingdom. Jesus told us in Matthew chapter 6 verse 33, he says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and every other thing shall be added to you. So in our pursuits, we must ensure that the kingdom is number one. We must ensure that if, even in our relationships, the kingdom must be one, must be number one in our walk, in our prayers. <laughs> if the kingdom is a priority in your life, it will show in your prayer lives. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because the things that are a priority to you are the things you pray about the most. Do you agree? 
So, when we're talking about kingdom dynamics and the things that cause the kingdom to move, it starts, number one, with your priorities. You must prioritize the kingdom. If you prioritize yourself over the kingdom, it's a problem. If you prioritize your comfort over the kingdom, it is a problem. If you prioritize your needs over the kingdom, it is a problem. So it now restricts the manifestation of the kingdom in your life. And we know that heaven has everything. Am I correct? The kingdom of God is a whole world. It's, it's got everything that we need. It's, 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 got, um, it's got health. So if you are sick and the kingdom of God is manifesting in your life, your health is sorted. If it is material needs, there is nothing lacking in the kingdom. There's nothing lacking in the kingdom. So, if the kingdom is in manifestation, everything is, every need is met. And we see that in the book of Acts, where they were together, and the, the Bible says none, nobody had any need. So, there is a place like that, where every need in the church can be met. Every need in the lives of God's people can be met. We have a biblical... Um, um, Example. There's a biblical precedent. And we, will, we, we, we see that there are times that even Jesus would go to a place and there is nobody that will not be healed. He says he would heal them all. So when the kingdom manifests, all is affected. So a lot of times what happens is that we see little here, little there because the kingdom is not really manifesting. So when the kingdom is not really manifesting, what happens is that it will now be based on our faith. So when your faith is able to, um, to attract a certain manifestation, then you will receive it. Okay? You will receive it. Then it will depend on the anointing. The anointing, the measure of the anointing that is in manifestation will determine the extent to which certain miracles happen. Alright? So, all those are good, but they are limited. Faith is great. Because even the kingdom operates by faith. The just live by faith. It is great, but it is limited. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, so, so um, for us to get to this point, look at this in Acts chapter 4 verse 34. It says, Nor was there anyone among them who lacked. May this be the ex our experience. Amen. Huh? For all who were possessors of lands and houses sold them and brought the proceeds of the things that were sold and there was distribution some people have used this to say it's socialism and all of that no it's not socialism it got to a point god worked in the hearts of people to a point where they saw that what i have also belongs to my brother 
Are you getting my point? Yeah. So it got to a point that people would say, okay, my house is not just mine. It's, it's part of the kingdom. And because it's part of the kingdom, if there is a need, then it will be available for the kingdom. Can you see? So with that kind of mindset, it changes the whole dynamic. And that's why we need to prioritize the kingdom. So if you want to see the kingdom manifest in your life, check on your priorities. Yeah. What is it that consumes you when you wake up in the morning? What is the first thought that hits you? Is it, is it just how you get that promotion? Or how you're going to deal with that? <laughs> that colleague or whoever. Is that what comes to your mind? Or are you thinking, how am I going to advance the kingdom of God today? How am I going to advance the kingdom of God today? If you are an accountant... How are you going to use your accounting skill to advance the kingdom? You need to start thinking like that. Are you getting my point? Yeah. If you, if you are an artist, how are you going to use your artistic um, skill to advance the kingdom? You need to start thinking like that. You need to start asking God about that. If you can't figure out how to do it, it's because you've not asked God. Because if you ask Him, He will show you. Okay? So your priorities must be in order if you want the kingdom to move in your life. So oftentimes, every time, you hear me praying, Lord, let your kingdom come. We want to see your kingdom in our homes. We want to see your kingdom in your church. We want to see your kingdom in this land. We want to see your kingdom in this city. Why is that such a priority? Why are we not tired of praying that prayer? Because Jesus told us to do it. And if, don't tell me, curse Sarah. Whatever will be, will be. No! If it were biblically true, Jesus would not have told us to pray for the kingdom to come. And for the will of God to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Isn't it interesting in that model of prayer, when the disciples came, asked Jesus to teach them to pray... First thing he says to them is when you pray, say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. The next thing, after acknowledging the Father, the next thing is the kingdom. You notice that? The next thing is the kingdom. You see there in Matthew chapter 6. The next thing is the kingdom. So you... Even your prayers, the kingdom must be top in your prayer list. So, 
stop praying for anybody to die. <laughs> I know you don't pray such prayers. <laughs> I know you don't pray such prayers. Huh? Stop praying for anyone to be disciplined by God. <laughs> don't pray such prayers. Pray for the kingdom. Pray for the kingdom. When the kingdom becomes a priority, do you know what? You will begin to see the kingdom. You'll begin to see opportunities to expand the kingdom on, on a daily basis. Why? Because it has become your focus. Has become your focus. So if it's, if it's not a focus and all you're thinking is, oh, me, myself, and I, uh, what I call the trinity of man, if that's all you think about, then you will always miss the kingdom. You will always miss the kingdom. So we need to prioritize the kingdom. Seek first the kingdom of God. What is your highest and greatest pursuit? Jesus has told you what it should be. His kingdom. If you like, you can say God is self-centered. Because somebody once said, why is God so self-centered? Why, why does it always have to be about Him? Can you imagine such a statement? <laughs> yeah, it's all about Him. In Him we live and move and have our being. Without Him, we are not there. We cannot be without Him. But he can be without us. Because he was without us. Yeah? So it's just a privilege for us to be a part of what he's doing. Yeah. God doesn't owe you anything. He doesn't. He's done everything for you. He's left for you. To respond appropriately. So when the kingdom of God becomes your priority, I know that things will begin to change in your life. Things will begin to change in our lives. If the kingdom is a priority, it will show in how we spend. Is that not so? Not only will it show in our prayers, it will show in our spending. How are we advancing the kingdom? We have to. You know, they say, put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> yeah, it has to show, I'm telling you. Now, of course, God wants you to have good things when he blesses you. All right? And he doesn't want you to be jealous of anyone. He doesn't want you to be covetous. But at the same time, you need to know where things belong in his scheme of things. Okay? You need to know where things belong in his scheme of things. And I believe that if we, as Africans, the entire continent of Africa, for example, if we would begin to prioritize the kingdom, do you know that Africa will become a light to the nations? I'm telling you. 
become a light to the nations. Every nation that has promoted the kingdom of God has been blessed. Some of the western nations that are the way they are is just that they have forgotten. But if you look at history, there was a time that the kingdom was promoted by their forefathers. Are you getting it? Yeah. Some of you know my friend, uh, the evangelist Junior. He was telling me about, uh, he had an outreach. He went to have an outreach in a country called Dominican Republic. How many people have heard of Dominican Republic? Yeah. He said he was so amazed when he got to that country. Why? Because there's, there's almost no crime in the nation. <laughs> in the entire nation. Can you imagine that? You just leave your car, your key inside, nobody, you don't need to be afraid. But one of the things that he noticed about them is that they promote the gospel. He said it's the, the only country that, that have a day set aside for prayer. Can you, have, have it, wouldn't it be great if we have that? Where, they, they, where, where the nation officially, I'm not talking about just Christians gathering together, I mean the government <clears throat> allocates a day for prayer for the entire nation. And it's a country that has a cross on their flag. So he was surprised. I said, well, when you lift up the name of Jesus, he says, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. But if we lift up our ancestors, what are we going to draw? Demons. Yeah. We can't... We can't, we can't Listen, we can't just use the excuses of the past to continue to reinforce the errors of the past. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, the kingdom must be a priority. So I want to see the kingdom of God established in this land. We want to come to a point where Major decisions to be made. When there are major decisions to be made, they will think about the people of God. And they will start thinking, no, we are not very sure, but let's consult people that know God and know the counsel of God and have the voice of God, have the wisdom of God. What have they got to say about this matter? Wouldn't it be good? Yes. But it is possible, and I believe we will get there if we continue to prioritize the kingdom. Amen? Amen. So the kingdom is a priority. You love the kingdom. You should. Because when the kingdom is in manifestation, there is less struggle. 
Yes? There's less struggle because heaven has come. When the kingdom is in manifestation, wars will cease. The reason why people are fighting each other is because the kingdom of darkness is in manifestation. So the evil that we see, the crime that we see, is a manifestation of the kingdom of darkness. So when the kingdom of God comes, the kingdom of God displaces darkness. And we, we, we have seen in church history in the past, when people like uh, Charles Finney will come into a town, and the entire town will get saved. What is that? We have mega crusades nowadays, but yet people are not getting saved. We're recycling Christians. That's what we're doing. We're recycling Christians. So people have gotten born again so many times, signing the same sheet from different churches. I remember a lady, one of our family friends, years ago when there was a Billy Graham crusade in London, and she went to the crusade. And she came back with a pack, a salvation pack. So I asked her, I said, um, so how do you get this? She said, no, I went out. She went out, she went for the altar call. When they made the call for salvation, she went out. But I know her to be saved. I know her to be saved. But she went out just because it's Billy Graham. So, of course, her name will be part of the statistics of those who got saved during the crusade. But is it a new salvation? It's just a statistic. Are you getting my point? So we can have all these things, but I'm telling you, we're not seeing our nations change. We're not seeing our cities change. We're not seeing our communities change because the kingdom is not manifesting. Have you ever wondered why John the Baptist John the Baptist will go to the desert. He will preach in the desert. And multitudes will go looking for him. Have you ever wondered? Without social media. Hmm? Without social media, no public address system, no marketing strategy, no publicity, just a voice. And multitudes are thronging to listen to him. Why? Because he was announcing the kingdom. He didn't even bring the kingdom. He was just announcing that the kingdom is at hand. Yeah, he was just announcing. If an announcement could have such an impact, Imagine when the real thing comes. Are you getting my point? So, I believe that we need to prioritize the kingdom. 
We need to pray for the kingdom. When we gather together, let the kingdom invade this place. Now, we have a vision to reach every household in Midran. How are we going to do it without the kingdom? How? How are we going to do it? We want the kingdom to invade every home. Every household. And we're going to continue to pray. We will continue to believe it. Even if it, looks, it sounds ridiculous, we will continue to believe it. And we will continue to pursue it until God shows up. And when he shows up, it will happen like that. Amen. Amen. You see, um, I remember in my early 20s with a group of friends, we just used to pray. And it's not, first of all, we didn't have any needs. Okay? (laughs) We didn't have any needs. We were all from families that were, you know, fairly comfortable. So nobody was thinking about uh, where the next meal will come from. Nobody was thinking about school fees. Do you understand me? Nobody was thinking about anything, but all we wanted was God. And so we would get together and we would pray. And we would pray, and we would pray. And guess what? We're just praying for God to move. That's all. Because, of course, if you don't have... A lot of times, our prayers are occupied by our needs. Am I correct? Yeah, our prayers are occupied by our needs. But, but at that time, we would just pray because we didn't have any needs. So we just wanted to see God move in, in our community. And we had no idea as to how what we were doing would impact that community. We had no idea. We would just get together every night. Just pray from 11 to 4 or 5 in the morning. 11 to 4 or 5 in the morning. Every single day. Can you imagine that? And then you say, but how, what do you, how do you live your day? I don't know where the energy came from. But it worked. You see, when you have a real hunger, when you have a real hunger for something, there's no price high enough. You will pay it. Sometimes it's difficult for us because we don't have real hunger. Yeah. When you are really hungry to see God, And to experience God, there's nothing too hard. When things get hard for you to do, when the things of God start becoming hard, there's something wrong. Our walk with God is never supposed to be a struggle. It's a relationship. It's a relationship. It shouldn't be a struggle. And we enjoyed it. It's, it's, It's not that we were like clocking time. We would just get together, we would worship God, worship, praying tongues for, you know, we would just pray in tongues, pray, 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 until we just realized, oh my God, it's almost morning. We need to sleep a bit. Then we'll stop and go to sleep. Sleep for two hours, sometimes three, you wake up, 
boom, a burst of energy. And you know what? I started with a friend of mine, Cliff. And we, would, we were doing this, then after some time, another friend joined us, then another, then another, then another, until the house got full. And we were all just saying, Lord, we want to see you move. That's all. And then later on, it ju just dawned on us, we can't just be praying. We need to do something. So we started evangelizing. So we would pray through the night and then we would evangelize during the day. And then we thought, okay, well, we have to do something. We need to go to schools. So we started going to schools, to high schools, just to talk about Jesus. And we were amazed that people were just open. Everywhere we went, people just received us. Hallelujah. This is, it's like we, they were waiting for us. And before we know it, there was a massive movement of young people. And then we started a Saturday fellowship, Saturday morning fellowship, in the place, in the estate where we were. There was a primary school there. We just started there. Just young people, teenagers, coming together to praise Jesus. The kingdom was beginning to descend. And it took hold of these young people. Do you know that almost all of them today are in ministry in different nations? All of them. In Europe, in Asia, in, you know, all over Africa. Different places. But what happened was that God took hold of us. And that was the time that God changed the direction of my life. And said, this is what I want you to do for me. I dropped my childhood dream. And that's why I'm here today. But it started with pursuing the kingdom. It started with pursuing the kingdom. And you know what? Churches were born out of that. All over that, the, all over Victoria Island, in, 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 if you know Lagos, Victoria Island, that place was saturated with the gospel. People were getting saved every day. Every day people were getting saved. Churches, people that had, there were churches in existence, but they were, they were so small, they were not growing. All of a sudden, they started, you know, exploding. I'm telling you, but I won't say, I'm not saying it's because of us, but it's because the kingdom, do you understand? Because the kingdom came into manifestation. The kingdom came into manifestation. And I, I'll never forget the day I was walking, I was walking on the pavement, and then I saw three, three young girls coming towards me. And I overheard them say, if he talks to you, you are going to get saved. And they ran. They ran away. Why? Because I, I, didn't, I wasn't even aware, but it had gotten to a point that all we needed to do was open our mouths. Open our mouths and God will show up. And I want to see that in this land. 
Because the Lord told me that that was just a foretaste. That was just a foretaste. We're going to see it on a big scale in this land. But it has to, it has to start with us prioritizing the kingdom. It, it, it must consume us. It, it must become what we dream about. It must become what we talk about. It must become what we pray about. It must become what we think about. It must become what we strategize about. Are you, are you getting me? Then once it has taken hold of us like that, then we'll begin to see it. But now it's just a once in a while talk. So we haven't come to the point where it has taken hold of us. And those days it took hold of us. And I didn't know what I know now. But I was so bold. I could just talk to anybody, anywhere, anytime. Get on the bus and... Hello guys. <laughs> I greet you in the name of Jesus. I want you to know that Jesus loves you. And he has a plan for you. And everybody's looking. Hey, this young man. You know? And there were times that people would respond. There were times people would ridicule me. There were times people would shout me down. Shut up! You frustrated fool! And I'll say, Jesus loves you! And say, you don't know what you're talking about. I know I've experienced his love. And this is happening publicly. And when I get down from the bus, some people will come to me and say, young man, please pray for me. You were talking to me. And I'll pray for them. And I'll go from one end of Lagos to the other. I just wake up take some money, and I just get on the bus. I don't know where I'm going. Where, when it gets to the last bus stop, I will turn, take another one, go to another part, and then another part, and then another part, until I get home. Hallelujah. I didn't look for any pulpit anywhere. I, in fact, I wasn't even interested. I just wanted to see the kingdom. I wasn't interested in church. I was just interested in Jesus. Are you getting me? And I used to wonder why we were experiencing things that we were not seeing in church. Because we would see God move on the streets. We would see God change lives. We would pray for people. I'll minister the baptism of the Holy Spirit to people in the lift. On the streets. Pray for them. Talk to them. Okay, you receive Jesus now. You need the power of the Holy Spirit. You can't live this life without power. Do you want the power now? Yes. Okay. Now, raise your hand. I, I didn't know much. Just say, Jesus, fill me with the Holy Spirit. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Okay, receive. Yeah. But it came because... It's, we started by prioritizing the kingdom. It started with two people. And we are so many here. 
we are enough to turn this nation upside down. Amen. Just us here. But if we, if, if, if we can get hold of the kingdom and let the kingdom get hold of us, huh? something will change. Something will change. Something will change. Our desires will change. Our pursuits will change. Our prayers will change. Our vision will change. Our passion will change. So, we're talking about kingdom dynamics. I had a few things to share with you. But, hey, listen, if you can't get the priority right, it doesn't matter what else you do. Priority number one is the kingdom. It's the kingdom. You know, my wife and I have that agreement. The kingdom comes first. It comes first. No, nothing else comes first. I don't worship her and she doesn't worship me. We worship God. Amen? Amen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was a time I pursued her, but now, you know. But I pursued the kingdom first. <laughs> Interestingly, it was in my pursuit of the kingdom that I located her. Yeah. You see, sometimes we are pursuing people instead of pursuing the kingdom. Because when you pursue the kingdom, the people that you need in your life are in the kingdom. Yeah. The people that are part of your destiny are in the kingdom. Yeah. They're there. But if you will not make the kingdom a priority, you will just keep running in circles. And I don't want to be actively running in circles. Not at this stage in my life. If I gave him my youth, how much more now? I gave him my youth. Completely. He had it all. And I'm so happy. Amen? Amen? But now I want to give him even more. I want to love him even more. I want to be more passionate. I want to pursue him more. I'm just, I'm just staring. I'm just looking in my heart as I'm praying. Lord, okay, is there, do you, is there anything you want? Should I make another move? Yeah, we can just say goodbye now and <laughs> oof. We'll go to another nation. Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready for that. I'm telling you. If he, if he speaks, you guys have had enough of me. Oh, you're saying no. You will go with us. <laughs> yeah, but let's get ready. Because I'm looking forward to the time that we are going to move a mass to nations, to cities. Are you getting me? Yeah. Where you tell your boss, I want my leave, and this leave is for the kingdom. Yeah. How about that? This leave is for the kingdom. 
and you go to the ends of the earth. There's a nation that is, is staring in my heart at the moment. So some of you need to start learning French. Okay? How many people? How many people? Okay, learn French. Yeah. Start learning French because get ready. The next nation we're going to hit will be a French nation. No, Boston. No, 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 not Boston. <laughs> you can go to Boston as our ambassador. Hallelujah. Let's go, let's, let's go, to, let's go to a French-speaking country and turn that place upside down. Or right side up. Hallelujah. But we need to, to get hold of this thing. The kingdom must be first. The kingdom must be first. So any day you wake up and you don't think about the kingdom, you have missed something. Okay, so, so start practicing a daily meditation on the kingdom. <laughs> Pray about the kingdom. Think about the kingdom. Every extra day you have on earth is for the kingdom. It's not for you. It's not for you. It's for the kingdom. The energy you have is for the kingdom. The brains you have is for the kingdom. God made you smart so that you can use that wisdom to advance his kingdom. The resources you have are for the kingdom. Do you believe that? Do you begin? You need to begin to see that, because that is vital. Hallelujah! This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.